Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Welcome back to another episode of the Women in Gridiron show. Today is GW Central, all about Gridiron West. We have given you guys your own episode this week, so that's very exciting. Part of that reason is because we have a special guest tonight, and that is Caitlin Williams, middle linebacker for the Hills Valkyries. How are you, Caitlin? bit sore but otherwise all good (laughs) that's right that's right you guys had a game uh this weekend we'll touch on that later in the show but marie how are you feeling didn't you also do some sort of paddleboard thing yeah it's actually wakaama so it's outrigger canoeing you know the native like what they do in tahiti and all that kind of stuff turned out to be longer than i was supposed to be because i suck at at steering (laughs) but yeah i'm a bit tired bit burnt (laughs) all good Oh, good. You guys, are, I'm, I'm I'm amazed that uh, you could do anything after playing a game of football, to be fair. I, I struggled to get out of bed the next day for the next two days after that, but that's okay. All right, uh, let's jump straight into it tonight because tonight is all about the Hills Valkyrie. So let's jump into our first segment with The Huddle. Leave no regrets out there. That is what a real champion is made of. We hit. Is that all you got? If you think it's only a man's game, well... You're sadly mistaken. Football is the exact opposite. Women can be aggressive. They can be physical. All right, that's it. This is the huddle. We haven't done one of these for a while because uh, we... Did end up going pretty much around Australia um, doing the huddle in the pre-seasons, but we didn't get to the Hills of Valkyries before the season started, so I really wanted to make sure that we got you guys featured. Caitlin, tell me about the team. This is your second season. Tell me how it all started and how it all came about. Yeah, so it is our second season. Um, I used to play for another team, the Swan City Titans. Um, My dad and I decided that we thought it was a good idea to kind of expand women in sport kind of give more opportunities for women in our kind of catchment to have a go, you know, like not many women know about gridiron in general, but we thought if we can expand it out to the hills, then maybe we could get people from out that area. So our hills, our home ground, sorry, is in Chidlow. So we figured that opens up the catchment to, you know, Sawyers Valley, Mount Helena, Mundaring, all those kind of ways. And we thought, why not just go for it, try to make another club, expand the league, get some more games going, get some more women just playing the sport and just, yeah, just learning about it and figuring out what it is and just finding time for themselves to make it. But, yeah, second season, um, we're doing all right. (laughs) It's It's a learning process, you know, like there's ups, there's downs, there's wins, there's losses, but it is what it is. And, you know, I'm proud of all our girls. They always keep their heads up no matter what and, that's what it's about, you know, just learning and growing and finding what suits you. And we'll get there. <laughs> it's going pretty that. well, though. I love that. That's a, that's such a good attitude to have. I mean, I, I remember speaking about you guys. I'm fairly certain it was like episode one of this entire podcast last year um, and how amazed I was that, you know, you were another, you were one of the only like two, I think, uh, clubs in the country that don't have a men's team attached. So like what I love about that is that it's women doing stuff 
for women who are uniquely exposed to the barriers that we faced getting involved in sport. So tell us about, did you run into any roadblocks when you were trying to get things up and running? Because I know that there's been inquiries, you know, around the traps for many years, but it, it, you always seem to run into a roadblock when it comes to like affiliation with, um, you know, one of the member states, if you don't have a proven rate of success with a men's or a juniors team to start with. So talk to me about that process. How did that guys go, go for you guys? Oh, look, there's definitely been speed bumps along the way. Um, there was a lot of questioning about, you know, how they're going to make this work if they don't have a men's team. And we figured we were just going to put our heart into it and do it for the girls. We wanted to, you know, put forward a sense of empowerment and that we can do this. Um, yeah, the speed bumps, a lot of speed bumps, but we're, we're making it work. It's it's a big progress, uh, but it's it's getting there very slowly. Like, um, yeah, honestly, it's it's hard to say. There's been so many. There's been so many ups and downs, but we're doing our best. <laughs> Football in itself is, you know, a, such a up and down kind of sport. I mean, any sport is, but especially football because you throw so much of yourself into, you know, three months out of the year where you're actually playing. But in reality, you, it's a full year's worth of, you know, thinking about things and, you know, planning and getting everything in the right order. Um, so it's a it's a big thing to, to take on and, and props to you guys second season and doing really, really well. Marie, now you obviously, we found out, the last episode that you had decided to join the Hills Valkyries with the Jets booster pack. How has that been? How's it been going? What was the vibe when you got to the Hills? I was like going home really. Um, everyone from the coaches, first of all, there's like so many coaches. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? This is all just for us. And um, <laughs> the girls were immediately embracing us and, and just loving us and, so appreciative and didn't, you know, didn't make us feel weird or strange at all. It was like, it was, it was like a homecoming and it was really, really, really nice. Oh, I love that. A homecoming, you know, I, and I think that often, uh, especially in our sport, you jump around, like if you don't find your tribe to start with, you do tend up jumping around a little bit until you find that one. But once you do, you just feel like everything is meant to be where it is. And, and that's, what's so great about football in terms of culture uh caitlin talk to us uh three words to describe the culture of your team oh see three words is probably not enough to describe the kind of vibe our girls put out like the words that come to mind is everyone is just so supportive like on and off the field everyone's grown such a strong bond and like marie said and i'm so glad that she feels that way and and i know the other girls do as well like everyone is just so welcoming We've got women from all different walks of life, like people who have never played a sport in their life. We've got ex-swimmers, ex-horse riders, people who didn't even know what a gridiron ball looked like. It's just supportive. It's empowering. It's non-judgmental. It's just loving. Like everyone's got a spot. Everyone's got a position. We're always there to make sure everyone feels wanted and needed. And if you don't feel like you can do something, that's fine. We'll find something else for you. We're not here to judge and cast people aside. We're here to make sure that everyone knows that they can have the chance to do it. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's got a chance and we just want to make sure that everyone knows that they have that. Oh, we I want to support. That. I love that. That's so good. So good. Now, in terms of uh, in terms of things like that, Lou has actually sent in a couple of questions because we are, we're a little bit earlier than we usually are when we're recording this podcast and it just doesn't work with the baby timetable. So I feel that um, given the three-hour time difference, it's a whole thing. I'm still wrapping my head around the time zones every week. I'm like, Marie, I don't know what time it is. Tell me what time it is your time. Anyway, 
So Lou's got questions. She says, uh, where do you think the biggest improvements have been from your inaugural season? I think just gelling together, to be honest. Like it makes such a big difference when you have a bunch of new players and when you finally gel together on the field as well as off. Like you can have all these social events and you can do all this and all that and catch up and talk at the messenger. But when you start to bond on the field, is when it really makes a difference from the first season to the second. Like we lost a lot of players in first season who simply couldn't play anymore because of work or children or social lives or whatever it might be, and that's fine. But having to somewhat start fresh again in season two made it a little bit hard. But the the core group that was there that had played before and then the few girls that stayed around, we've put a lot of effort into making sure things have gelled. And I think the biggest improvement from our first season to this season is just the the bonding that's going on because I think it really shows on the field. All the girls, even if they've never played the position before, they'll still jump in, they'll still do their best, they'll just give it their all and they do that because we have so much love for each other that we just want to support each other in any way that we can and I think that's been probably our biggest improvement. I mean, obviously we've refined things from season one to season two, um, like within plays and just skill sets and things like that but I think the one that's the most important is the bond that we have, and that's that's really grown since season one. So, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, in terms of, like, you know, reasons why people should want to join a club, they are all of the reasons. You know, social cohesion and cohesion within not just uh, playmaking ability or, like, players on the field but, like, off the field and those support staff and, and everyone involved in the club is just so important to the longevity of the club because, I mean, if you look at it, there are some clubs, and I think I've looked, you know, over the years around the fact around the three-year mark is where teams either cement themselves in a competition or they start to fall away. So given that you guys are coming in strength to strength, building and building, um, you know, he's hoping for a strong year three and that you can really just, you know, make your mark and and, and just stay in that competition because God knows GW needs it um, to, in order for the whole league to advance. So you guys are going well so far. Lou's second question is, what are the goals for football slash where do you want to get to as individual players and as a team? What's the goal? Well, the goal is the same goal as everyone really, isn't it? Get that ring on your hand. (laughs) I mean, look, that would be great, of course, but our goal personally within our club is just to keep building on that strength and just keep supporting our girls, keeping women in sport, just making sure that everyone gets a chance. You know, everyone says, some people say, I can't do this, I can't do that, I could never play that sport. And I always say to everyone, look, come down to one session. If you hate it, I will never mention it again. And I've never had that issue. Our goal is to just keep making sure women know that they can play this sport. It's not, there's no, there's no nose around here. We don't use that word. We can do this. We just have to keep pushing. We have to keep supporting each other. And our biggest goal is just to, just to keep doing that really. I think we're pretty much on the right track with that. And I think we will continue to keep doing that. And yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Yeah. That's our goal. Honestly, that just sums it up like collectively as a team, as players, like we are a lot of things that we're not quitters. And, you know, we're a new team, new seasons, new club. And I can tell you one thing, the score has yet to reflect the effort that we put in out there. We do not give up. We will not give up. We'll be battered and bruised and having a horrible time the day after, but we won't give up. And that's what it's about. It's just pushing through and pushing your own limits and letting others know that they can do it and just supporting people through it. So... 
Marie, as someone that's just joined in uh, the Valkyries movement, um, which I, I feel like this is, you know, a Valkyries movement is a, is a real thing, um, you know, given the mythical theory and the origins of the Valkyries themselves. Um, but Marie, how have you felt a lot of this so far? Obviously, you were close with some of the girls from the Valkyries before you went over, but in terms of watching how all of the individual pieces have come together, is everything tracking the way that you want it to be? Are you like, do you see foresee potentially a championship in the next, you know, five something years potentially? Is that possible? Oh, look, um, everything that Caitlin said is completely honest to God truth. And we felt it immediately as soon as we rocked up. And before every game, Mike, the coach says about, our short-term and long-term goals. And he makes it really clear that for that game, we want to improve. It would be good if we could score, but if we improve and we work together, that's our goal. In three to five years, yes, we're going to be in a West Bowl, no doubt about that. And I think the way that he puts it so that it's like small achievable goals and we just keep going and working on those and eventually we're going to get to the big goal. And the determination within not just the coach, but also everyone on the team is like this, this, it is a movement. It's like a belief that it actually can happen. And all we have to do is keep ticking off those little goals. And I had um, someone I haven't sadly gotten to know very well yet on the team, Nicole came up to me before the game and just started talking about her own personal goals. And she's like, this game, all I want to do is just shadow a person through the through through the game. That's just I just want to do that. I didn't do it so good last game. And I just I was like, you're sharing that with me. That's so cool. And and you know, after the game we talked and she had ticked off a couple of those little boxes that she wanted to. And it's like, that's the culture, is everyone is on the same page. No one is sticking out and saying uh anything derogatory or negative and and this was a hard game on the weekend and it was like it could have broken anyone, but I didn't see anyone mentally broken or emotionally broken. People were broken bodied, but nobody dropped their heads. Nobody got in themselves and was all, you know, upset about it. We didn't like the end result, but um, that's just normal for the, that kind of a game. But no, everyone's on the same page and the culture is putting everyone in their best position and ticking off those little goals. And yeah, I do think that the Valkyries will be in it. Love that. I mean, uh, in terms of uh, ticking off the individual goals, it's the small things. It's those one percenters that really end up making the difference. And when you're putting together a team, you can go about it one of two ways. You can either recruit the best players possible and build your team that way, or you can grind it out for a couple of years, install the culture, tick off those little one percenters and set the expectation for success uh, because it is just survive and advance in these early days, you know, and, uh, you know, I've felt the same way that you guys have felt a couple of times this year, you know, being down on players and just wishing that in the moment that you could just die, but you don't. And you look to either side of you and you go, everyone around here is working just as hard as I am. And that's what continues a team. And, and that's how you get through seasons like this. In talking about your last game, Mike has actually sent in a bit of a recap, uh, and I'm going to read it to you because knowing what I now know about him as a coach, the words that he sent through are, are really more important and, and have a little bit more um, uh, more depth to them now that I understand a little bit more about the man. Um, so 
He says, uh, he sent this through to our, our DMs. He said, what can I say? Strength, size, and speed, all of the elements we could not overcome in the game against the Vipers. Of all days to come up against a full Vipers squad, it is the fullest I've seen in three years. 21 players on the sideline, and they are intimidating to look at. All of them lovely ladies, but very prepared and very experienced from all types of sporting backgrounds. After a bruising encounter with the Broncos last week and sustaining multiple injuries from that game, the Valkyries took to the field with 15 players aiming to give it their all, and with that never-say-never attitude, stepped up and had a go. We were no match for the Vipers. The aforementioned description is apt. The Valkyries were dominated from the start with early injuries, but pushed through to no avail. We were put to the sword by the Vipers, and by halftime had sustained five injuries to key defensive players and sadly had to call the game at halftime. The Valkyries were wounded and never recovered. Full credit to the Vipers and their awesome power to be clearly the best powerful team, uh, the most powerful team on the day. A highlight in this short-lived game. Caitlin, I'm just going to say this is a little bit biased because, you know, he's your dad, but anyway, it's fine. Uh, Caitlin Williams to halftime with five solo tackles and four tackle assists, like all our ladies trying to stop the juggernaut that is the Vipers. And honestly, we were no match for this team. They clearly had uh, were a dominant force and are a dominant force in the GW Women's League, and I personally expect them to be triple winners by season's end. Good luck to all teams this season, and for those that play in the finals, the Valkyries have a lot to learn and a lot of hard work ahead of them, but we will keep trying. Oh, I loved that. I read it, and I was like, I was like, these are great words. I love this, and, and coming from a coach, um, to be so complimentary of the Vipers as a side as well. Excellent, excellent things. All right, guys, let's. Uh, we're we're going to have to be really quick because I know that people have things to do tonight. But I really want to go just really quickly um, over the game coming up for you guys with this next and next segment, the breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to plan at all. Um, and they run through our ass like sh- through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> vipers, uh, sorry, not Vipers. Edit this. <laughs> all right, this week in the breakdown, we've got the Valkyries versus the Wolverines. And as much as I would have loved Lou to be able to chime in on this one, I think I'm, I'm all for the Valkyries here. Uh, Marie, talk to me about what to expect from this game. Well, once again, it's going to be a learning experience for us, and um, hopefully we'll have a few more numbers coming back. I don't know how that is looking um, personally, but that's my hope. Um, The Wolverines did play the Jets, and we did learn a bit from that game and hope to take some of that knowledge into this game um, as Valkyries. I hope that our defense is good and strong and that we are able to hold back, especially Frida, their running back. That's my personal goal is to get her again. Um, it's it's not easy and it gives me a headache to think about it. But um, that's my personal goal is maybe to stop her one more time before I die. Um, and of course, Lou with her passing and running abilities to run it out of the pocket herself, that will be a challenge as well. Um, I think we'll be up to it. I saw on the weekend against the Valkyries, Tash, at right at the end, right when we were like dying, was still making some great pass attempts. And it was like just inches, 
inches and we could have had like a reception and a bit of a run possibly. And so I, I have great hopes that this will be the game that we score. And I'm really looking forward to seeing my friends, the Wolverines. Oh, I love that. Have we got a score prediction, Marie? Uh, let's see. I'll say <laughs> not as high as the Vipers. I'm going to say, let's say 30 something to 12. Ooh, two scores. I like it. Ambitious. Caitlin, yeah. what's your feel on this game? How do you think you guys are going to go? Uh, look, I mean, this will be our first time versing them this season. Um, obviously, a few of us have played against them before. Great bunch of ladies. Very strong, very physical game. Um, there'll be a lot to learn, especially for our new players. They'll come up against a lot of things they haven't probably seen before. I like the idea of what Maurice said for that score. I'm a big fan of that. Even higher than that, wouldn't be mad about it. <laughs> but like, we can we can definitely make some moves. We've got some things in our back pocket that we'll give a you know give a fair go at. Um, Marie's right with Tash in the last game. We were so close so many times, and we just didn't quite get there. But we should have quite a few more of our girls back. So I think it'll be a really really good game, and they're always a great bunch of girls to play against. So I think it'll be really good, and we'll just see. What comes what is what comes and you know, we learn, we grow, and we hope for the best. <laughs> That's all that matters, right? I mean, look, I'm I definitely think that you guys will be able to get a score. Uh I think if you come off a really hard game uh and the injuries aren't as serious as you think they are, and everyone kind of feels that connection that you all felt at that time when you were all dying as a collective unit, uh, coming back in and, and wanting to do that again with the, uh, the not as much pressure of having to be on the field the entire game um, can really change the mentality uh, and give you guys, you know, just a bit of extra fresh legs about you. Um, not that I think that it's going to be an easy game by any means because Lou is definitely going to make things difficult in the air uh, and their running back is is something to be marvelled at. Uh, I've seen a – well, I haven't seen specifically, but I have heard about some barnstorming runs uh, coming from coming from that woman. So, Good luck to all your defense, uh, especially your DBs, kind of be having a field day. So make sure you keep your eye on Lou. And, you know, when she runs, just hit her really hard. She loves it. It's okay. She'll enjoy it. Uh, And then get back up and shake your hand. So unless it's broken, which I haven't checked in with Lou yet. But anyway, all right. Score prediction from me. Uh, I'm going to definitely give you guys a score. Um, I'm going to go a little bit higher, though, and I'm probably going to say around 38 to 8. Um, so I think you're going to get that two point conversion. Cause I think that's also, also a really important thing to tick off the list of plays that you get done really, really well. So that's that one percentage, you know, you get those two points, they start to add up. So that's my score prediction for that one. Let's wrap this one up with the last couple of minutes that we've got left here with our rapid fire segment. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Rapid fire tonight, Caitlin. I want to know what are you listening to in the car or in your headphones pre-game this season? What will you be listening to next weekend before the game? Oh, I've got like a little pre-game playlist, but I've always got a little bit of Industry Baby by Lil Nas X. It just kind of, the words are good. You know what, that's actually my, 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 my four-year-old daughter's like favorite song. So 
I appreciate that. Yep. What else is on the playlist? Okay. What else is on the playlist? Oh, I think there's a bit of cherry pie in there. A bit of um, Loser by Eminem. It's honestly, that playlist is so rogue, so rogue, but they all hit the right moments when they need to. So I chuck my earphones in, have a little walk up and down, get myself amped up and whatever comes on, I'm happy. (laughs) Nice. Marie, what are you listening to pregame? I bet you it's something outrageous. Well, it used to be like the B-52's Love Shack was like my jam. But lately, um, I've been listening to some Gypsy Kings and some Sticky Fingers before I get to the ground. And then I've been really lazy when I get to the ground. I just hit Spotify and do one of those college pregame pump-up lists. And it's usually good enough to like get the heart rate up. And then we start warming up and it's all good after that. Oh, I love that. Love that. So my my pregame in the car has been um, Every Time We Touch by Cascada, uh, which <laughs> is just a, such a throwback uh, to well ago. Um, so I've been really vibing that. And also um, Heaven by DJ Sammy. I've been on this like 90s, like old school kind of track. Uh, and then in the uh, change rooms, we've been listening to a whole bunch of random stuff. But um, a couple of Macklemore songs really took it off the last game. So Love all of that. And actually, I'd love to start making like a Spotify playlist for everyone to contribute their pregame songs to um, around the country. So actually, I'm going to put that on my notes of things to do. Uh, We'll get that up hopefully in the next couple of weeks so everyone can jump on, add on your pregame hype and uh, share the collective game day experience with the entire country. I think that'd be great. Caitlin, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. In terms of uh, if anyone still wants to play, obviously um, I'm not entirely sure of your registration cutoff dates over there, but uh, how do people find you, socials, all that sort of thing? Yeah, so we're on um, Facebook, we're on Instagram. We've got a website which I need to update, so maybe just focus on Facebook and Instagram. But we're very active on those ones. We've got our email addresses, our phone numbers, and I check them all day, every day. So, like, if anyone wants to come down, just come down and have a go, like, there's nothing to lose. And like I said before, I say to everyone, if you come down and you hate it, I will never bring it up again. And I have yet to have a lady or a person come down and go, no, not for me. So my best thing to say is just give it a crack. Just come down, get in contact, find when you can be available. And, you know, my dad, the coach, and so many girls in the team, like any of the girls in the team, if you can't make it to our sessions, we usually have all of the girls, any of the coaches, we're all happy to take an extra day out of the week and come and sort something out for you, meet you at a local oval, have a chat. So there's always an opportunity. Oh, I love that. Going outside the realm of the normal training times, love that personalised experience. Guys, the Hills uh, Valkyries are definitely a team to be coming uh, to be watching in the next couple of years. So even if you don't want to play, go down and support the girls, support women in sport uh, because they're getting it done over in Gridiron West. That's it for us this guy uh, this week, you guys. Caitlin, again, thank you for coming on. Yes. Anne Marie, right. thanks again for joining us. I hope your hope the body recovers sometime soon in the next week or so. Oh yeah, in the next ten years, I'll be fine. <laughs> Epsom salts, Epsom salts in the bath. Go have a beer. Exactly. You know all the things. Thank you so much. It was a good week. Thanks for this. No worries at all. And everybody else, we will see you guys next week. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. 
The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.